everyone. Welcome back to the Minute Women podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Linnea. It's our 50th episode. It's 50. 50. That's like, we've done 10 episodes five times. Or 10 episodes five times. Is that what you said? That's five what I just ep- said. Five episodes 10 times? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Math has not improved over nope. the course of 50 ish weeks. 50 ish weeks. It's really kind of been a year. Like, I think it will be yeah. a year ago today that our first episode came out That's because so we've taken a few crazy. little breaks. Yeah. That's so freaking crazy. I remember when the first three episodes came Me out. Too. I was awake at like six in the morning. Yeah. Because I, I was so excited and I listened to them back to back to back. I had just <laughs> flown in from the Caribbean to Ottawa That's and I right. woke up that morning and I, I listened got you at the to airport. Them. Yeah. I marked it too. Oh, yeah. You guys did. We all went oh, out yeah. and got Lene at the airport. Yeah. You fetched me. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> in Susan, Mark's car. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went and had a drink at Auction House right afterwards. Yeah, we did. Like right after. I know. It was really nice. <sighs> totally oh. on the past. The memories. Pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. And we've done so many cool episodes. So Just like, many. I mean, I don't want to get too sappy, too sentimental. But um, like. Let's do it. Let's, let's just do dive it. in there. I'm just so proud because it took a lot, I think, for us to keep momentum going at certain times, especially when right after we launched, basically, the world fell apart. Yeah, the whole world. We only recorded the first seven in the studio. Frontenac was the first episode we did via distance because I was still in Halifax at that point, but you had gone. Right. And so from then until like... Viola Desmond, maybe? I think Viola Desmond was our first one back in the studio. Yeah, so that was a solid 10 weeks, yeah. maybe, of, of being, like, yeah. recording in our bedrooms with these little mics, like, totally. And um, we were recording ourselves, so we had to learn how to yeah. do that. And it would have been, I don't know, it would have been really easy to just say, like, let's wait until the world goes back to normal and, but like, we try didn't. again. But we didn't. Because we are Canadians, and we just <laughs> power through inconvenient situations (laughs) but and then like I was so happy that we did because you know there was really not a lot to look forward to for a long time so it was really nice to just have something in the week to look forward to my whole week revolved around Wednesday yeah (laughs) just waiting for the new episode to come out I would go for a walk every morning on like a trail near our house listen to the new episode (laughs) Uh, in the snow yeah it became very much, uh, I, I, well, since the pandemic has happened, um, a lot of different things have happened in my life, and I'm now not a permanent resident of the city anymore. And so the podcast has really become kind of my driving thing. I, Whenever I'm <laughs> driving, I just, I like take the opportunity to listen to our podcast, and it's just me alone, and it's something I can listen to. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's almost the exact amount of time it takes me to get to Grace's apartment from, from my parents <laughs> in Lindenberg. So, a standard. Uh, episode of Minute Women podcast yeah. will get you from Lunenburg we'll to Halifax. Get me from Lunenburg to Halifax. <laughs> so it's uh it's pretty great. By the time I hit the highway, I guess. So hit the highway mm-hmm. to Grace's it yeah. pretty much covers. So yeah. It's a special kind of thing we've got going. I know. And we- we've got some people who like us. <laughs> we've got little fans. We've got people who want to hear what we have to say. I'm I trying to I'm trying to think of like we we've interviewed people. We've had lots of guests on. We yeah. met 
someone who stars in a Heritage Minute just yeah. in a coffee shop. We met um, Julian, Julian Richings. Richings just <laughs> after interviewing him yeah. weeks earlier. Yeah. We just bump into Months him even randomly. earlier, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we met him. And yeah, we've had a couple of guests. We've got a few more guests that we want to have on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been featured on other people's podcasts. Yeah. That's still a fun That's experience. So we've been in uh, the newspaper. <laughs> we've been uh, in the newspaper. In physical print um, and on digital uh, sites. So. I'll never get over the fact that we are in physical print compared to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that guy, I owe that guy a lot of ego boosting. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Canada Day edition yeah, of the Globe and Mail. Shout out to the Globe and Mail. Um, yeah, and, and we've just had some cool opportunities to be able to do this. And it's also really cool, even though, like, I said personally, I'm not living in Lunenburg right now, and um, I'm not in the city as frequently, but it still gives us something to do as friends together when I am I here. It's special. It's nice that we have, like, this little thing uh, no, together. It's a very It's a little special. baby that we're raising. It's our child. <laughs> She's growing. She's grown. She's 50 weeks. She's 50 <laughs> weeks old. <laughs> Um, and we've done two live shows. We've done two live shows. And you were just starting to tell me in the car, but you didn't finish the story because you wanted to save it for here <laughs> on the drive here. Apparently, you had a little bit of an interesting encounter after our most recent live show. Yeah. So we just did a live show at Pickford and Black, yeah, which to, went really well. And thank you to yeah, everybody who came. Thank you to everyone who came. Grace's parents came from they Cape Breton. They surprised me by just driving <sighs> down. And it was so it sweet. Was I was so genuinely cute. so surprised. I had no idea yeah. that they were coming down. I, I was at the restaurant earlier than grace (laughs) and they walked in and i was i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then i was trying to think because i'd been with grace that day i was like did she mention that they were coming i was like no i don't think so um and then as soon as i saw your mom your mom was like it's a surprise (laughs) i can like picture exactly like she was like oh like quiet 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 like you're not even there and she's like she's like quiet 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 it's a surprise (laughs) I think you were more emotional than I was. You I like was. I the I, when I showed up, I was just waiting by the desk to. I mean, they were gonna come and then sit the people that I had come with. So I was just like, I'll just wait with these people and then I'll just waltz in, you know, royalty. Yeah. Uh, but then you came by and you were like, you have to come with me. <laughs> There's a surprise for you. And I was like, I was thinking like, did Eric get me something? Like, did oh, like, was something? Like, what is it? And then I was like, oh, maybe my parents sent something down. Like, maybe my parents oh. sent me like, or like bought me a pint or something. Or something. And then I turned the girl and I was like. Oh, my parents are here. They're and then here. they forced my brothers to come. I know. <laughs> Who live in the city. Which but <laughs> your, your mom also made. We took a lovely photo with us and your family. So I'm yeah. included. And did you see what I commented on it? That you were replacing Just Colum. call me Colum. <laughs> well, well Colum, my youngest brother, who, who couldn't be there. Um, he was at home with the dog. He honey. commented on it as well. And he was oh, like, I didn't see so that. I guess you've replaced me. <laughs> Just like... I, guess, I don't. I guess I'm not needed. I don't have him as a friend, so I guess I wouldn't see that. But that's funny. That's super funny. Yeah. But on the walk home. Oh yeah. On the walk home, um, me and two of my friends and my boyfriend, we were walking back to my place, and there was a just a man across the street from us, kind of like swaying. Mind you, it's 
not even 11 o'clock on yeah. a Thursday night. Yeah. Like, this is a weeknight, a work night. And he's just kind of there, and he seems, like, pretty put together, but clearly drunk. And he calls to us across the street. He's like, Oi, <laughs> can I borrow your phone? I'm like, oh, this is, like, <laughs> British drunk. Yeah. This is another level. This, this is, is another tier. And so he, like, comes over to us, and we're just like, uh, I don't know. He's like, I've got to call a cab. Can I borrow your phone? My phone is dead. <laughs> and I was just like, um, no, you know, like, if you just go up to Barrington, it's really yeah. easy to flag a cab. He's yeah. like, where's Barrington Street? So we're, like, pointing to Barrington Street. I'm like, how is there a tourist here? Yeah. Like, how is a British tourist in the city right now? I don't yeah. understand. And so we're standing in front of the Queen's Marquee, <laughs> which is this big, expensive, new luxury, like, condos and apartment building and he just like points to me he's like I live there <laughs> what? I was like you live here and it sounded like he had said I lived here so Eric it's brand was, new though it's brand new and Eric's like it's kind of a new building and he's just like no I live here and so then Eric was like they have drivers so yeah, why don't you get a drive? Super bougie, like very fancy. He was also like, you can. And then Eric was like, you can go up and charge your phone then, or you can go up and use like a, your another like phone. if there's another phone, or if you have like a computer. Like there are multiple. Like we are in 2021. Like there are multiple ways to yeah. get a hold of the people you need to get a hold of. Yeah, he's just like so. Eric was like, you can go up and charge your phone, and he whips out his keys. He's <laughs> like, you want to go up? <laughs> You want to go out? And we're like, no, 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 no. Like, you can go and charge your phone. And then he's just like, my wife said that I could drink as much as I want tonight, and I'm not done yet. And we're just like, well, all of the bars are closed. He's like, I'm going to my brother's. <laughs> and we're like, all right, man, see ya. Oh my god, that's kept so going. funny. <laughs> Oh, I love my that. My wife said I can drink as much as I want, and I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. That's so funny. My wife. That'd be a great T-shirt. My, my wife said says I can drink as much as, much as, as I, I want. want. As long as I don't come home. <laughs> so maybe more uh, interesting escapades will take place at our next live show. Yeah, which is coming up uh, on March 3rd. So yeah. March 3rd is a Wednesday. It's going to be happening at the Garden uh, Food Bar and Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, a beautiful restaurant off so of Queen pretty. Street. So Queen excited. and Clyde. Yeah, corner of Queen and Clyde. Quarter of Queen and Clyde. Can't talk. The corner... Taking place at the Garden Food Bar and Lounge on the corner of Queen and Clyde. It is a beautiful venue. My gosh. It is so, so pretty. pretty. Like it is like you're gonna just wanna come so you can take pictures of yourself. There. Yes. Like it's, it's the Instagram capital of Halifax. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like it is so stunning. Even the bathrooms are stunning. And your mom is going to be there. My mom is coming and it's going to be her. It's like her special birthday thing. So we have yeah. we have the tradition in our family for me and my mom and my sister only, really. Uh, my birthday's in June. So my birthday is not a school day anyway. So right. but you always get to do something fun for your birthday. But my mom and my sister, my mom is March 4th and my sister is May 2nd. And when it's your birthday, you get to play hockey. Oh. Okay. And and Peyton's father's a principal. So this is like pretty legit. Deal. So you get to play hooky. And 
sometimes if you can convince your friends' parents, everybody gets to play hooky. So, <laughs> yeah, my mom has some pull, let me tell you. Parents trust her. Crazy. Um, so, my mom's birthday is March 4th, and our show is on March 3rd. So, she Cute. decided to come in, and she's going to come to the show, and then she got a hotel room for us, and we're going to go <laughs> stay in a hotel and do brunch the next day. So That sounds nice. Uh, yeah, it's super cute. Um, so, yeah, super exciting, and it will be fun to have her there. She's a, uh, she is, I wouldn't say that she is, um, she doesn't, I love my mother. I love her. <laughs> Always preface every she, statement you say about your mom I with, love I love my, my mom. She doesn't have, uh, like, she's not a podcast person. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. quite have the attention span for a podcast. It's not something, she doesn't have a commute to work. Yeah. Um, you know, she's still got, like, a 12-year-old at home who, like, you know, takes up a lot of uh, air time with her stuff, <laughs> uh, her music, whatever is cool right now, and TV and such. And uh, at work, my mom doesn't work in kind of an environment as a secretary at a school where she can, can kind of be, listening to, be listening to stuff. Yeah, so she does listen to the podcast kind of when she's, like, at home. If she's, like, on a Sunday, she'll, like, put it on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she's ever sat and just, like, listened through a full episode. <laughs> so this will be a good test of patience. I think it will help that we're, like, live and in person yes um it was funny because i read her and my stepdad my piece i did on earl bailey after our show oh yeah and my mom was like yeah i think that would be more interesting with grace asking you questions (laughs) and i was like "Mm, thanks well yeah mom granted i mean if anyone just read my script they'd be like uh, yeah, you get a C plus on your sixth grade assignment. Yeah, good exactly. Job, and on your theme, like Ralphie. Your theme. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're coming to our live show on March 3rd at the Garden, 8 p.m. start time. Yes. $5 cover at the door. Minute women drink specials all night. And I'm Super not talking fun. like cheap drinks. I'm talking a minute women cocktail. Uh, very cool. Very highbrow. We'll gotta, um, we got to figure out the details on that. We don't yeah, know what it is yet. But exactly. Ooh, we'll post it as soon as we know. We'll post it. We'll post it. Um, we're, <laughs> we're kind of a big deal. Kind of a We've got to talk to their people. <laughs> um, yeah. So we hope to see you there. And if you are there, make sure you say happy birthday to my mom. I'll make sure to yeah. point out who she is because <laughs> it's, it's Lori's birthday. Maybe. Is she like someone who likes to have her birthday acknowledged or is she like a very shy, doesn't like it? Oh, no. My mom. She's about it. She's not. I wouldn't say that like she acknowledges her birthday too much. But my mom's whole philosophy on age is that like the alternative is death. So like live it up. Might as well live. Keep the birthdays coming. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's definitely she would be receptive to people wishing her a happy birthday. But like she would never do something to make a big deal. Because I think we should do, like, a group singing of Happy Birthday to your mom. If she would be okay with that. 150%. <laughs> um, yeah. Buy Lori shots all night. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take her back to the hotel room. Okay, so, today, 50th episode. 50th episode. Let's tell the people what we're doing. So, uh, this one's a little different because to commemorate, our 50th episode, one year of the Minute Women podcast. Mm-hmm. Our little podcast is one year old. I thought that we should revisit our very first episode. Yes. Because we've learned and grown and, and improved a oh. lot since then. And there were so many things that I had to leave out of mm-hmm. the Sir John A. McDonald episode that I wanted to come back and talk about. Yeah. Because he's just such a funny person. Oh, yeah. In general. Hell, yeah. We have had so many moments in, like, 
podcasts after that one, like podcast episodes that we have like brought up John A or John A has been involved yeah. or included somehow. Yeah. And that episode still, I will say, is definitely in my top five of our it episodes. Holds up, for it's sure. It's a good, there are some funny bits. Like we came <laughs> up with some good, funny stuff. Naive. Uh, naive little us. <laughs> Bright eyed. Um, yeah. That tail. was like Miss Yourself though. Was that Go Lay Miss Yourself? I think it was. No. No. That was no. Laura Secord. That was Laura Secord. Johnny McDonald, though, was the Spice Girl bit. Spice Girl. Whispers. Whispers. Yeah. Yeah. Car- yeah. Uh, what spice did we say she was? Cardamom. <laughs> Cardamom. Didn't you? Maybe. That's what my brain went to, but yeah. I don't remember my own jokes. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> We're just, <laughs> maybe they're not that funny. I don't know. So I think we should just consider this episode like an appendix to episode one. So if like, you have not listened to episode one, this is a great time to go back and listen to it. This is episode 50.1 slash B. Yes. Or, or like dash B. <laughs> part, well, yeah, one slash B. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of part two of episode one, but is also episode 50. I, I'm calling it uh, John A. McDonald, the drunken appendix. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's also funny because like this week we are covering... The stories left out from the first episode of our podcast that covers the stories that are left out of Canada's national history. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. So I found this article published on the National Post by Tristan Hopper from 2015. Okay, and he Tristan. describes some of the stories that I had previously left out. So thanks, Tristan, for being my like primary source on this. To the Who Post? Uh, to the National Post. The National Post. The Who Post? The National Post. <laughs> <laughs> and as... As you may have guessed, most of these anecdotes are a result of John's fondness for the bottle. Yeah. Uh, he's a big hard liquor fan. God, that man loved Soft the booze. Soft liquor, hard liquor. He loved trains and he loved the booze. Trains <laughs> and booze. And it's well known that Canada's first prime minister was a bit of a drinker. Yeah. But history has largely forgotten just how hard John and McDonald <laughs> hit the bottle. Oh, God. Like... He got belligerent at dinner parties. He'd disappear on day-long benders. Well, he was four months late for a conference. Four months late now, to the London conference. travel was a bit different back then. <laughs> so, like, I kind of... You can't blame it wholly you on can't drinking. blame it all on him. But, but it's got to be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hit me with it. And he's repeatedly showing up to Parliament so blasted that he could barely talk. Despite <laughs> oh, the fact no. that he's such a gifted orator. It would have destroyed a lot of lesser politicians, but the fact that Canada tolerated McDonald's boozing for so long may just be the greatest testament to how skilled he was when he was sober. Wow. Even okay, that's the that should be that should be on his tombstone. <laughs> it's like when he was sober, he was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Hope that you get sober, McDonald. Yeah. Even by the drunken standards of 19th century Canada, and even in a profession where most of his contemporaries were perpetually buzzed, McDonald's <laughs> consumption uh, was shocking to many. So, like, everybody's always a little bit drunk, and they look at him and they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is not good. It's like, he's so drunk, he sobers you up. <laughs> like, that is so true. Have you ever oh, been, like, yeah. drinking? Oh, and 100%. you see someone else being really drunk? Yeah. And it's not really a blind leading the blind situation. No. It is very much like a, I don't want to be that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like that anymore. Yeah. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm I got to like. Whoosh. 
Yeah. Just take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, excuse me. You're just at a host party and you're like, hello, could you tell me where the local uh, ladies room is? I need to <laughs> douse myself in ice cold water. It's just an emotional cold yeah. shower. You're just standing there and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so magistrates would drink in court. British soldiers, unlucky enough to be stationed in Canada, were fortified against miserable weather by industrial outlays of rum. So okay. they're not, like, given uniforms. They're like, and your monthly allotment of rum. Nice. There you go. Across the border, Americans downed the equivalent as mu- of as much as 26 liters of pure alcohol every Eesh. year. So that's not, like, a beer, like, 26 liters of beer. That's just the alcohol content. That's insane. <laughs> it's like absinthe. Everybody's drinking absinthe. Yeah. And on top of that, visitors from America who would come to Canada were like, Whoa, Canadians drink. <laughs> so these people who are yep, doing twenty six liters, they're like, they're like, they've got a problem. Lun- I'm fine. So Lunenburg liquor store, the NSLC in Lunenburg, has the highest amount of. I need to get this right. They have the highest amount of rum selection. They have the largest rum selection per capita in North America. Nice. Yeah. So because Lunenburgers like to drink rum, it's a thing. But it, it is crazy. Like the rum section takes up as much as like a wine section, like a normal <laughs> liquor store. I'm pretty sure that Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation is I, like the second biggest purchaser of rum in the world, or, or at least in North America, because everywhere else, rum is not like a primary liquor. Like rum no. is the most purchased liquor in a liquor store in Nova Scotia. Oh, a hundred percent. Like of hard liquors. Yeah. But everywhere else it would be either vodka or whiskey. I'm vodka sure. or whiskey, yeah. yeah. Colonial politics in particular centered around drinking. Political meetings were held in saloons. Political parties used them as their headquarters. And during elections, they often doubled as voting places. Wow. <laughs> Imagine if the fucking... That's how you get people to vote. Yeah. Is you put voting booths in bars. Or you just have an open bar at your, like, voting place. It's usually at fire halls and stuff. Like, yeah. at least in Lunenburg. Yeah, you just open up the bar. You're like, everybody who comes in gets one free bevy. You get one free drink. And, you know, it's neutral. It's not making you vote no, for you a don't certain ha- And you party. don't have to drink. And you don't have to drink. But that's how you get to get people out to vote. Yeah, and then you could also have, like, you know, little bar snacks. Be great. I love chips. Make voting a party. Yeah. This is how I... This is my proposal for electoral reform is just allow there to be alcohol consumption at the voting booth before or after voting not before yeah you vote and then you get and then you get to party yeah (laughs) we should have voting parties like that for our friends we should all get like we should we should all like have a big party and then go vote and then go back and party some more be like a day drinking event yeah we should do next time there's an election. That's what we should do. And we should make a video of it. And we should go and we'll like all go with our friends. We'll all go vote. When you come out, we'll have like a six. We'll have like a two, four. And we like hand yeah, it out. Exactly. <laughs> when you come out. <laughs> exactly. In both Canada and the United States, politics was also a profession in which one could maintain a perpetual blood alcohol content without eliciting much suspicion. Okay. Any of the liberal professions, journalists, artists, politics, lawyers, were basically treated like fraternities and you were expected to drink as part of observing the culture of the group. Wow. (laughs) 
imagine you go into your law office and you're like, hi, I'm in for a DUI. And they're just like, uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck those cops, man. They, they fucking, they didn't, they, you don't deserve that. Do you deserve to be treated better? I do deserve to be treated better. <laughs> Can I have a sip of the beer you're holding? And then they go into the court and the judge is just passed out. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> fucking cops. Fucking cops, like, man. Goodbye. It's fine. It's you're fine. so cool. <laughs> have I ever told you that? You look fucking cool, man. You look just like my brother. We should hang out. I love my brother. Oh my God. <laughs> I love my brother. I love my brother. He's dead because the fucking servant killed him after he got too drunk on gin. I don't think this alcoholism is connected to that. Does it? Not at all. I think this is fine. Fine. I'm fine. Fine. (laughs) On June 1st, 1866, the citizens of the Niagara Peninsula awoke to find themselves overrun in a foreign attack. It was the Finians. The who? The Fenians. Like like Finnish? Uh, like nope. Finland? These is, this is the Irish nationalist movement that we've talked about. Oh, where the they Finians. were like, you know how we will have an Irish homeland? We will invade Canada, and then Queen Victoria will have to give us Ireland if she wants Canada back. <laughs> and how many guys plan on doing this? It was a pretty big movement. They they attacked Canada pretty uh, rigorously from boats, like from America. So they're uh, in the United States. Like they're a lot of them are veterans of the American Civil War, and uh-huh. they're really battle hardened. Uh-huh. And so then they unite after the American. So where'd they come in? Like they just the peninsula, the okay. Niagara Peninsula. So okay. they're it's a land and sea or land and lake invasion, okay. I suppose. Okay. <laughs> so they're attacking north of the border in hopes of taking enough land that. Queen Victoria will be like, all right, all right, all right, take Ireland back. It doesn't work out. No. <laughs> As you might have guessed. As we've talked about in my live show, Queen, Queen, oh, that's Queen Victoria. Yeah. Because I was like, Queen Elizabeth, she's, she's awesome. But oh, this yeah. Is Victoria. Victoria, still badass. Victoria was kind of a badass. She definitely uh, prolific. Oh, yeah. Forever. Scary. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Those queens don't die. They don't. They don't die easy, that's for sure. (laughs) Alarms soon sounded through Upper Canada as Toronto regiments were assembled and university students were pulled out of final exams and whisked to the border. Okay. So it's like, all right, we've got a foreign invasion on our hands. All hands on deck. Meanwhile, the colony's minister of the militia was nowhere to be found. Oh, interesting. John A. Macdonald was completely oblivious to the invasion. <laughs> so at the mo- at this time, he is the colony's minister of the militia. And where is he? Because he was totally wasted. Okay. <laughs> Telegraphs poured in, and he was simply too drunk to even read them, let alone respond and do anything about it. Oh, my. <laughs> Historian Ged Martin looked at this as a case of uh, John A.'s drunkenness and concluded that there are two potential scenarios. One, John A. was just drunk a lot. And was on a bender, and the Fenians happened to invade. Uh-huh. Or he heard about the invasion, panicked, oh. and started drinking. Started getting wasted. Martin ultimately concludes that John A. McDonald was a typical binge drinker. He's sober most of the time, but then he's prone to really dramatic lapses of sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love if that's what drunkenness was called. No, I wasn't drunk. I had a lapse in sobriety. I love that. <laughs> 
1868, Prince Arthur, the son of Queen Victoria, arrived in Canada as an officer with the Montreal Detachment of the Rifle Brigade and undertook a year's training and engaged in defending the Dominion from the Fenian raids. There was initially concern that his personal involvement in Canada's defense might put the prince in danger of the Finians and their supporters in the United States, but it was decided his military duty was primary. Mm-hmm. So this is when, like, princes, like, really serve in the military. Right. Yeah. Following his arrival at Halifax, Arthur toured the country for eight weeks. During his service in Canada, he was also entertained by Canadian society. Among other activities, he attended uh, an investiture ceremony in Montreal, was a guest at balls and garden parties, and attended the opening of Parliament in Ottawa, becoming the first member of the royal family to do so. Oh, Arthur. Oh, Arthur. All of which was documented in photographs that were sent back for the Queen to view. He's just living his best life. Yeah. So Prince A also met John A. Nice. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> and while he was in while he was in the country and at this official luncheon, uh, John A. McDonald was so drunk that he could barely stand up. <laughs> and what did uh, Prince A have to say about that to mummy? Uh, it seems like or he is was that his just wife is Victoria's wife. Victoria is his mom. His mom. Right? Um, and he's just like, what did he write back to mummy? <laughs> he's like, all right. <laughs> Their leader is particularly hungover today. He is pissed drunk, Mummy. Mum, I don't want to use this language, but he's pissed drunk. I think he lives in the Queen's Marquee. She's like, like, I live here. (laughs) She's like, that's the Canadians, Ducky. Don't worry. Don't worry. They get the job done. So, like, yeah, he's just like a very critical moment. He's very, very drunk. My favorite story, though, happens while he's in London. Okay. The birthplace of getting drunk. Yep. (laughs) While in London for the London Conference, so after he's finally shown up, Mm -hmm. McDonald was no stranger to drinking in London. In fact, he'd already been made an honorary member of one of the most exclusive gentleman clubs in all of London. Shut up. The Athenian Club is still there today, right in the middle of the city, between Downing Street and Piccadilly Circus. Many of the most famous people in Britain have been getting drunk there for nearly 200 years. Members have included Darwin, Dickens, Churchill, Kipling, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Uh the Duke of Wellington, T.S. Eliot, W.B. Yeats, Thomas Hardy, Michael Faraday, uh, Sir Walter Scott. This goes on. It became one of McDonald's favorite spots to visit while he was staying in London. And it was far from the only place where he drank while he was in town. So we're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, or well, he's not British, but he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm late for this thing. I'm just gonna go get drunk over here. Honestly, I'm, I'm already 15 minutes late, yeah, so it's probably it. worth me just not going. I'm over it. It's like when you miss your first class. Yeah. You're just like, ah, I'm like 10 minutes yeah. late. It would just be weird if I just showed up. He was already in England for, for that meeting for that conference but he was he was but no he was only like 10 minutes late but he was like (laughs) he was like screw it i'm just gonna go get drunk it'd be weird if i just walked in right yeah right and then that turned into a four-month bender yeah and then he shows up he's like hello i'm british now finally (laughs) i've arrived (laughs) i'm so drunk that i'm british now (laughs) I love that we're talking about this and like normally, like not normally, but every once in a while we'll have a beer. But today we've decided for bubbly. Yeah. Little buble. Little buble, little uh, Canadian, Canadian action. I actually don't know if bubbly is Canadian. 
They're, they oh, probably bottled in Canada. Bottled in Canada. They definitely have catered to the Canadian audience oh, 100%. by making an actual, like, Canadian good commercial. By putting Michael Bublé in it yeah. and making it a bit. Making, making it a it bit. funny. Yeah. Ugh. And it's good. It's my favorite seltzer. It's I'm not a huge so seltzer person. but I wasn't a seltzer person until I discovered till I discovered the bubbly. Hey, bubbly. Or buble. Sponsor us. If you want to. You want. I'd even just take a two-four. Yeah. Send me a two-four of that pineapple or the peach. If you got a t-shirt, I'll wear it. <gasps> I would love a bubbly t-shirt. Yeah. That'd be cute. Yeah. We can make it say buble. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if they had t-shirts that already did that. Like they had it scratched they probably out. They do. probably do. They're, it's quite a bit. They've got smart branding and marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so. So he's in London. He's in London. At the Athenium Club. Right. Um, the London conference was being held just a few blocks away from the Athenium Club uh, at the Westminster. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah, it's, if it is a coincidence, it's not good. Not good. <laughs> um, it's being held at the Westminster Palace Hotel right across the road from Westminster Abbey. The delegates spent their days in a big room on the main floor working out the details of the bill that would need to be passed by the British Parliament. MacDonald, as always, led the way. One British official called him, quote, the ruling genius and spokesman, by the end of the conference, he was a celebrity in England and getting recognized in the streets of London. Nice. People the are, Brits like him. That yeah. says a lot. At night, the delegates would head upstairs to sleep. MacDonald, whose wife, wife Isabella had died many years earlier after battling uh, with illness and apparently an opium addiction. We didn't know about that. Which is also something we did not talk about. This is new. That makes sense. But it makes sense if she had <laughs> chronic pain and they were just giving her right. opium all the time. Right. She was probably having some withdrawals. Of course. As well. Um, so he has a room all to himself because oh. it's like he has no wife. Nice. So that's where he was on a Wednesday night, just a couple weeks before Christmas, reading the day's newspaper in bed. He had already changed into his old timey pajamas. Cute. Uh, a candle flickered on the night bedside table. He's Ebenezer Scrooge. You're kind setting of. the scene for a Christmas story. <laughs> He's gonna have a moment where they're like, just but all three ghosts show up at the same time. And they're like, yeah. you just need to stop drinking so <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> Can you just not drink? You'd be a really good politician if you weren't drunk all the time. Mm. A candle flickered on the bedside table, and while there is, of course, no detailed record of just how much Sir John A. MacDonald had been drinking that night, it seems very likely that alcohol helped him go to sleep. Okay. So it seems like he's, he's pretty drunk. Okay. Because what he wakes up to is the smell of his own burning flesh. Oh! <laughs> oh! So he'd passed out while reading the paper, and the candle tipped over. And it set the whole room on fire. Holy crap. But he's so blackout that he doesn't notice. <laughs> okay, okay, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <Okay. laughs> Just do a lap. <laughs> um, and it's on Wednesday. So, well, <laughs> you know, the day of the week doesn't matter. Maybe that's his Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't judge. Uh, but his skin's burning and that's how he woke up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> and not in a good way. Okay. <laughs> the curtains, the sheets, and the blankets, even the pillow underneath his head and the nightshirt he was wearing were on fire. Holy. It took that much fire to wake him up. So what does he do? Also, this was just like months after he had become the first prime minister. Okay. So he's like brand new. This is fresh into his career. And he's on fire. 
Suddenly awake, he leapt to his feet and tore the blazing curtains from the window and stomped out the flames. He ripped off the burning blankets from his bed and doused them with water from a jug on his nightstand. Okay. Then Sir George Etienne Cartier came to his rescue. Okay. As MacDonald's uh, bed and curtains smoldered, the two most notable leaders of French and English Canada worked together to make sure the flames were completely smothered. Oh. And also, is... these guys, like, did not get along all the time. This is such a nice Canadian story. I know. <laughs> that should be a heritage minute. John Just... A. Blackout yeah. falls asleep, and then he comes in. Now, that's what the people want. That's Historic what people in Canada. want. I agree. Like, yeah. I think it's also, it's if this were a movie about mm-hmm. the conflicts between George Etienne and, and yep. John A. MacDonald and the, the birth of a nation, mm-hmm. this would be kind of the the crux point where it's like look at them working together yeah like george etienne could have let him die but he didn't exactly he helped him put out the fire exactly save his life like the climax of a movie yeah exactly yeah it was only then that mcdonald noticed just how badly he'd been burned oh, no. his hair and his hands and his forehead were all burned oh. but the wound on his shoulder was the worst if it weren't for the thick flannel shirt he'd been wearing under his nightshirt he admitted i would have been burned to death the flannel saved his life. And this is the most Canadian story yep. ever. And that's why I wear flannel every opportunity I <laughs> yeah. can get, including to bed. I always wear flannel pajamas. Yeah. Flannel pajamas are the best. Yeah. Just for like lounging and stuff. Just for Ooh. chilling. Just even Ooh. like just a flannel like PJ shirt. Yeah. Or flannel sheets. Yeah. Oh, I don't have flannel sheets anymore. I do. But they're a nice winter I set. I love that. Mm. Mm. So cozy. Yeah. <laughs> Suffering from those injuries and a subsequent infection led to Sir John A. Macdonald being bedridden for eight straight days. Oh. But honestly, that's a quick recovery for what sounds like second or third degree burns. And it sounds like you could have like almost died. Also like, very... almost died. Smoke inhalation for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so one final story. Okay. okay. Drunken escapades. I'm excited. Sir John A. Macdonald. I'm not ready for it to be over. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> In 1863, uh-huh. John McDonald was campaigning to regain power in the colonies. In December of 1863, Canada West MP Albert Norton Richards accepted the post of Solicitor General and had to face a by-election. John McDonald campaigned against Richard personally. Oh. In January of 1864, he went to a colleague's constituency to make a speech. Mm-hmm. Heavy drinking had made him somewhat worse for wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, while listening to a speech by a liberal, he threw up on the platform. Oh, my So he's, like, God. up on the stage, puking out his guts. But he recovers so gracefully. So, like, where most people would be like, oh, my God, I just, like... yeah threw up on stage he goes up begins his speech by saying mr chairman and gentlemen i don't know how it is but every time i hear mr jones speak it just turns my stomach nice (laughs) boom there goes the dynamite boom goes the dynamite you're like opposition it's just like oh this isn't from the drinking i just puke every time i hear this guy talk because it's such garbage it's such trash trash (laughs) A potential disaster was dissolved in a roar of laughter. <laughs> so Tristan Hopper closes his article by just like listing off the top tier drunken political leaders in mm-hmm. history. Who are they? Uh, um, so, you know, like Winston Churchill is yeah. often on that list. Known for boozing. Yeah, known for a little bit of drinking. And he definitely had some weird 
tendencies. Like he would be like naked a lot. Yeah. And he would he talk loved to his bats. dead mom. He loved to bathe. Yeah. He would like talk to ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like genius has a little madness. <laughs> there you go. Um, but in truth, he was rarely seen drunk at work. In public. And it's yeah. actually largely to his own boastful stories. Like he would be like, I can drink so much and I do a lot. And they're like, okay, Winston. Okay, Winston. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, who ran mm-hmm. the United States at the same time as McDonald, um, was running Canada, is also a well-acknowledged drinker. Okay. Um, but he also would time his stupors. Like, he had a very good sense of, like, I can't be drunk right now. Yeah, so he wouldn't be. He So he wouldn't be. But then when he wanted to get drunk, he would, like, go into an absolute stupor. Oh, yeah. So Tristan Hopper concludes that really only Boris Yeltsin, who's the first president of the Russian Republic, mm. could be said to have been comparable to Sir John A. <laughs> McDonald, stumbling in public and being too drunk to attend state events yeah. and many other lapses. Yeah. Um, but where Yeltsin is widely seen as this drunken clown who handed Russia to oligarchs like Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Um, McDonald's record kind of stands the test of time in a lot of ways, except for the cultural genocide. I was just going to say, except for the fact that he was a big racist. Other than the cultural um, genocide of Canada's First Nations people. Which we people, fully recognize. <laughs> which we fully recognize. And we recognize is absolutely awful and, yeah. like, yes, terrible, awful, bad. Yeah. And, like, people were tired of him. Yeah. But his authority is rarely questioned. Right. Um yeah, so, I mean, drinking is such a huge part of his career, yeah. and it's really hard to, like, disentangle them. Like, even the, so the thing that gets him kind of impeached, the thing that gets him kicked out of office the yeah. first time around is because he probably was too drunk to realize that he shouldn't telegraph. I believe it was a rail line, and he was asking them for money right, to, like, support his campaign. Right. And so it's like... He was too drunk to realize that you shouldn't he do that. He was probably just wasted. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely interferes with his career a right. lot. But that being said, in general, I think people look at his ability to form Canada as a nation and they're like, well, I mean, he was doing bad shit, but he was doing the bad shit really well. Yeah. <laughs> he was killing it. Killing it. Literally. And his Killing liver. lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> and his liver. Yeah. <laughs> So Johnny McDonald, the drunken appendix. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm glad to know that he was definitely committed to something. Because he, yeah, because I mean, like (laughs) Canadian politics, I mean, he seemed brilliant at it, but he seemed to be a little bit like, meh. But like drinking, that's where he could commit. Yeah. So drunk, you don't wake up when your arm is burning. That's a. Oof. Yeah, when it's I read that, I was level. like, yikes. Yikes. And then also, his it's funny because he kind of recovers from his alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if you can say he was alcoholic. I don't know. I, I saw some articles that were like, it's hard to put a medical definition on what he had. But whatever. Right. He, he stops drinking really heavily in the back half of his career. Okay. And I genuinely think it's because he just had trains. Like, I think it's because he just had yeah, something to focus on. Yeah, he just something else to focus on. So he pours all his time and energy. He also had a new wife by that yeah. point. Um, so I feel like he was just, his life was going a bit better. Yeah. And he's not drinking as much. Yeah. And so he builds the, the Canadian Pacific Railway. Just has a bit of an railway. addictive personality. Yeah. It that's happens. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. burning in his Scrooge pajamas. Ugh. Yeah, the ghosts were going to come, but they were like, fuck it. He's long gone. Like <laughs> They tipped over the candle. Yeah. They're like, they were like, mm. boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. So with our 50th episode and one year anniversary coming up, dee, dee, dee. Grace has been working her little keister off on <laughs> some very exciting stuff for you guys. So, so we've been talking about merch for a long time. For so long. And I want to think. Feels like a year. It feels like a year. I think in our first episode, we were like, that'd make a great t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> we've, thanks to the boys at Canadian Politics is Boring, mm-hmm. Reese and Jesse for showing me this, but they have, there's a website called Tea Public. Yep. And we are going to be opening the Minute Women store this week yes, on Tea Public. So we I think are. we're going to launch on February 26th, with this, which is our one year anniversary. Yeah, That's one the day year, we started. One year release of the first three episodes. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to launch with a couple of designs. There will be t shirts and stickers and hoodies, and yep. you'll be able to pick and choose as you please. Also, as I've come to realize, it's pretty easy to like figure out a design. So if there's. Anything that you want in the store, please let us know. Send us a DM if there is just like anything, literally anything that you would want to have and you want to help support the podcast. Exactly. I I actually had a friend bring up, she was like, oh, remember when we did that beaver bit? Like that was funny. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I completely forgot we even did that. Um, (laughs) This year has been such a blur with COVID and the pandemic. Um, But yeah, if there's any designs or things that we have said that you think are funny, um, please let us know and we can make a t-shirt just for you. We can make one just for you. We can make you a sticker. We can make you a tote bag. There's so many different options and so many different designs. Mugs and phone cases and buttons. Yes. It'll all be available to you. Yeah. And us. See, I'm intending to buy some Minute Women oh, merch. Oh, I'm going to buy Minute Women merch the minute that it's out. That's uh, that's what everyone's getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you get a button. You get you a get sticker. A <laughs> so we'll be posting about it on all our social media uh, avenues. So you can follow along with the merch release on our Instagram at Minute Women Podcast and on Facebook at Minute Women Podcast and then on Twitter at the Minute Women. And there we'll have all the information when things are being released, what is being released, little teasers. Um, yeah, so we hope that you will tune into that and follow along and get yourself some Minute Women merch. Yeah, get yourself some merch. Maybe maybe you can get some merch and then you can come to a live show and you'll be wearing Minute Women merch. Oh my God, that's like, I'll just cry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you really like us. You like us. <laughs> so you can check out, you'll be able to check out the Minute Women podcast store on T Public on February 26th, which is a Friday. It's this Friday. Um, oh, that's crazy. And so that'll be tpublic.com. So T like T-E-E. Um, and if you just look for Minute Women podcast in the store, it'll pop up. But if you want to be specific, it's Minute Women or tpublic.com slash Minute Women podcast. And there's a dash between Minute Women, women podcast. podcast. Cool. <laughs> cool. It's so, so crazy. Exciting. I'm so excited to have I'm so excited Oh too. my God. Also, as some special content, Grace and I actually watched the newest Heritage Minute, which yeah. is on Oscar Peterson. Yeah. Patterson? Peterson? Peterson. Peterson, uh, who was a African-Canadian pianist. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it talked about kind of his life and his uh, what brought him to learn the piano. And it was so good. And we actually took a very special video of yeah. our live reactions. So we will be getting that out soon as well and have that posted for you guys to see. Uh 
But please, if you haven't watched the minute, even if you have, post your own reaction videos or your own kind of reviews of it and let us know what you think. Tag us in it. And uh, we'd love to chat with you about it and share it on our social media. I think my main takeaway was that he is like one of the coolest nicknames that's been featured in a Heritage Minute. Yes. The man with four arms. Yeah, the four hands. Four the man hands. with four hands. So cool. Yeah, that's Love a cool that. name. <laughs> and as always, you can find us on whatever podcast platform you like to listen to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast. Download the new episodes, subscribe so you know when they're coming out. We do come out with an episode every Wednesday. Next week, we are taking a week off those so we can prep and be ready for season four of the Minute Women podcast. But make sure you check us out there. Make sure you're subscribed and leave us a review and a rating. In addition to buying merch, it is the best (laughs) way to support the podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, And yeah, keep an ear out for season four. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be doing this with anybody else, buddy. Nope, just you. Bye. Bye.